The Joe Mays and J-Rock Show is brought to you in part by Mays Sandwich Shop, serving delicious hometown favorites to the West Lawn community since 1947. Are listening to the Joe Mays and J Rock Show, bringing you the latest news and commentary on baseball. The 0-2 pitch, swing and a miss, struck him out. The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball. Hockey. Football. The Big it, Ten Championship lies on a measurement. Did he get it? No! He didn't get it! Penn State holds! They brought back the fun, they brought back the excitement, and now they've brought back a Big Ten Championship. The Penn State Nittany Lions are Big Ten Champions. And the NFL. He's in! Patriots win the Super Bowl! Brady has his fifth! What a comeback! Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Rappoff. It's going to be where Keenum's going to try to work the ball in the boundary. Keenum steps into Well, there you have welcome to the NFL Divisional Round Playoff Recap here on episode 251 of Amazing J-Rap. And wow, what a way to cap the yeah. Divisional Round Playoff Saints-Vikings game just ending, what, 20 minutes ago? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, um, I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. You know, I <laughs> one of the things that stuck out with, with that call is I know sometimes people rip on Joe Buck for any reason they can. I'm kind of one of those at, at times. I, I am usually not like his. Like a lot of people are annoyed that he doesn't get excited about plays. That's not what annoys me when I am annoyed with Joe Buck. I thought that was an amazing call. Like yeah. when you listen to it, he just like great. unbelievable. Like yeah. that's that's cool. That's one of those plays and play calls that you're going to hear for a long oh, time. Oh yeah, that's one for or at least all week till the Eagles beat them next week. So. <laughs> that is one for the ages right there. Saints Vikings, what a fourth quarter in Minnesota and the dream of Vikings fans everywhere is still alive and the uh, the chance for the the first team. time in 52, well, the first 51 attempts it never happened. Will it happen in attempt 52? Will the Minnesota Vikings become the first team to a technically host a Super Bowl, and, uh, well, all I have to do is come to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania to dispatch the Eagles, Yeah, who beat the Falcons yesterday, also in thrilling fashion, having yeah. to hold on fourth down, yeah. or, well, yeah, fourth down, but in the fourth quarter as well, they escaped that one 15-10, to 10. so we got chalk in the NFC, 29-24 Vikings over the Saints, 15-10 to 10 Eagles over Falcons, and it will be Vikings at Eagles next Sunday. Now, in the AFC, things didn't exactly go as expected, although it started that way with the 
Patriots having little trouble dispatching the Titans, who, albeit, scored first, but it never really was in doubt. And then we got to today, and, well, the Jaguars, uh, they did what a lot of people thought they couldn't do, and that's win in Pittsburgh twice in one season in another exciting game. All the games were pretty pretty exciting at points, right. and three of the four this weekend went down um, to the fourth quarter or the final seconds of the fourth quarter. Yeah, which is pretty awesome and really all the NFL could really ask for. Save for no big-name quarterbacks left other than Tom Brady. Right, yeah. I mean, thrilling games for sure, but now you have Case Keenum, Case Keenum against Nick Foles and Blake Bortles against Tom Brady. So obviously the eyes are on Brady when it comes to the quarterbacks, but you can't overlook what the other three teams have done as a collective unit without right. big-name quarterbacks or names that haven't become the epitome of the position. Keenum, a journeyman. Bortles, a struggling high round Who is making himself pick. some money. Yeah, man. for sure. And, um, you know, uh, and Foles, you know, who's had his moments with uh, with the Eagles years ago. Yeah. And has proven he can do it at times. But right now, most people see him as a don't screw it up and we'll be okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's going to be the case this time. <laughs> You know, anymore moving forward, but it kind of was the idea that people had certainly for the game this week that if Foles could just not screw it up, they they should be all right. Um, I think that was a little bit kind of underselling the Falcons, but honestly, when you take a closer look at the Falcons and what they've done, um, kind of the last two weeks, it's they kind of overachieved in certain terms of their where they how far they got because. Um, I think they only scored three touchdowns in two weeks, and two of them came off of muff punts inside like the other team's red zone. Yeah. So, like, man, for like a big offensive threat. And then all year, um, Matt Ryan was one for 18 on targets to Julio Jones inside the red zone. Wow. First of all, I'm That's kind of surprised he only had 18 targets inside the red zone. That's um, about one a game. Right. Exactly. And he had three in... Yeah, in the last, and well, that can't be true. That had to be going into the game because he had a reception. Yeah, you would think in, in the red zone last night. Um, so, but yeah, it's still just kind of crazy. And I know there was a big discussion on his being underutilized and the offensive coordinator and calls there. We'll get into that when we talk about that game. But yeah, yeah, great games. Um, and like you said, while people may be like, "Oh, well, you know, this doesn't have the names," well. The Vikings and Eagles were battling it out for the top two seeds for the most, last yeah, right for most of the month. year and jockeying for that home field advantage, you know, up through week sixteen when the Eagles were able to lock it up. And it was that ugly game on Christmas night against the Raiders, and everybody said, Oh, that's terrible, you know, like, you know, well, will it even matter? Will the Vikings Well, yeah, now now that matters a lot. Yeah. You know, like sometimes they're like, it doesn't matter as long as you get one of the buys. Well, no. that, that's true to a degree, but we talked about a scenario in the other in the other division or conference too, where it, there's a big difference between one and and uh, two, like and who you have to play. So, yeah, we'll we'll get into those as we talk about the games, but yeah, lots of interesting stuff happening. So, right, it was fun. So we get East Coast bias because both of the conference championship rounds will be hosted on the East Coast. Philadelphia, that's where the good football is. <laughs> right, Philadelphia will host the Vikings. And 
the Patriots will host the Jaguars. So before we get Let's find out how. Yeah, I've, I've watched it already twice. <laughs> Let's find out how we got here. So we're gonna take a look at the first game of the weekend, which does features Justin's Eagles in Philadelphia hosting the Falcons. So we'll pick it up here from the beginning. We won't watch all of this, but we'll let it play as we talk about it. We'll try to nitpick here uh, how the teams played and then focus on some of the bigger plays of the game. Yeah. So. This first one, I know they're talking about how it was a terrible throw, and it was. But if you watch, Nick Foles did slip, much like Matt Ryan slipped last week on the game-winning touchdown. Um, but it set up a perfect scenario because they drew the pass interference and were able to go down the field. And then you get a big run, and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. And then I see the ball laying on the ground, and I'm like, oh, no, not awesome. Yeah. I, that's that what I'm going to text you. Yeah. And they're they're marching right down. You know, it's going to be great. Um, so... <laughs> And then I was going to, right. I was going to text you and just be like, uh, take him back. (laughs) Like, but I didn't mean it, but it was just frustration at that point. And then the Falcons, you know, right down the field, you know, and I, I don't know. I, well, I mean, that first drive, the Falcons were able to do the things I was worried that the Falcons were going to be able to do. The I Eagles, was surprised to see Tevin Coleman be the lead back yesterday, though. Well, Devontae Freeman has an yes. ankle or knee right. issue, and they're not sure if he needs surgery. So that could explain a lot of the, the reasoning behind it. Now, Freeman had one of the big catches near the end of the yes. game, I believe. Um, but we, we got to see him um, replay in action yesterday a few times. I'm sure they'll come up here as we're talking about uh, one that went, I don't want to say in the Eagles' favor, because I think both times the call was made correctly. I think the first time was, did they rule it? They were checking to make yes. sure it was a catch, and we believed, we thought it was a catch. And then the next time, it was ruled a catch. I and think the Eagles were hoping it wasn't a catch, but it was a catch. Yes. Both times yes. it was a catch. One time yeah. it helped the Eagles, one time it hurt the Eagles. Yes. But I don't think either of them were the incorrect call. I think they got both of them right. Well, see, I thought you were talking about on the last drive of the game, they review the third and six, and it becomes, they ruled it a catch, and they ruled it incomplete. It became fourth and six, and they got a big pass to Julio Jones, which eventually keeps the drive going. But, like, um, yeah, th- there were a number of reviews, and I-, I thought they got them right in the Eagles. Now, I'm biased you know, for the Eagles, but as you can see, it was going back and forth. We're, you know, 10 minutes in here, and the Falcons got the ball. The Eagles couldn't really get much going offensively early on, um, but, you know, the Falcons weren't exactly, you know, doing it either. Julio Jones, you know what? This is one of those things, and we see this kind of when we watch all the time. Guys will like sometimes stick to their scheme regardless, and they put single coverage on Julio Jones a lot. They yesterday. did. And now, the, not every the, time. Not every time. Like at the sometimes end of the game but, when it really counted, though, they were in single yeah, coverage. Yeah, man up. Single coverage on With Darby or Mills or whoever. Right. Right. Exactly. Um. Yeah. It just is pretty pretty crazy. The Eagles defense got it done yesterday. Yeah. They they bent at times, but they didn't break and we saw, you know, when when the Falcons got down to first and goal inside the 10, they were like the 8 or something like that. I I you, I know you well, you were texting me some things that I don't think I'm going to repeat here now. <laughs> and I was thinking the same thing like here we go. Like this is like any time that I'm sitting here watching a game and you see a team that you want to win and on that play right there, I thought Nick Foles had the ball and literally didn't know what to do. <laughs> I was like, I, I I was, I'm I like, have... I'm like, keep going, keep running. Cool. Um, 
and the, of course they flashed something up on the screen. The stats guys that yeah. said the Eagles had never allowed a point this season inside of two minutes of the, of the fourth quarter, which well, is crazy. It is crazy to think about that, but like no garbage time, nothing. Like, then um, Steve Sarkeesian decided to kind of get cute. Yeah. Um, inside the uh, I, right the 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 ten yard line. Yeah. This was the drive that really started to turn things around. The yeah. Eagles relied on the offensive line, and they got it going. They got a nice got play some call cr- here. Yeah, great creative play calling. The Aguilar, uh, right. basically an end around, a uh, little little play action or a little uh, right. pass read option kind of look here. Man, and, talk uh, about a guy who has re- revived his career. This play, oh my gosh. Talk about getting cute. Trying yeah. to run the same thing but the opposite with Matt Collins the other way. and Or well, actually, was, it would have been Aguilar. the same way. Yeah, it was. No, oh, okay. It was... Aguilar came across oh, okay. this. Okay. He came across the other way and tried right. to give it to Clement. It was a bad hand. And this off. is one of those where I saw it. And I was like, "Oh, Foles got it, but he was short." Because like I saw, he was being tackled at the time. So yeah. again, they, they reviewed it, nailed it. They got it right. Um, but then the Garrett Blunt, that was a great block there. Yeah. Um, the Garrett Blunt, and you know, then you're like, "Oh man, they got the running game going. This yeah. is what they needed so you're to do." Super happy. Yes. And then this happens. What were you thinking when this happened? I'm thinking. They're starting. To, they're starting to get to that point where, like, you can make these mistakes when you're playing the Raiders. When you're playing, you know the. the but like in the playoffs, games come down to that and missed tackles like that. You know, like you just you don't see teams make lots of little mistakes, but then you know they usually add up in the playoffs, especially. Um, but yeah, they were able to get some pressure on Matt Ryan finally for some long third downs. Um, here I lost my mind. Uh, like, and I get it because it was it was it was a really bad punt, and everybody's kind of doing what they're supposed to. Like, you, you, right. if you this, can't hear it, you can't hear it. You in know? the moment, I understood why right. Eagles fans were upset. I understand why you're mad at the players. I understand why you're mad at you know, the special teams. But it's not like it was a bomb punt, and right? They, like somebody it, was trying to make a play. It like was falling where players are still blocking, and you right. know that it was I, a twenty yard punt. You know, I, like I, who is their returner? Who was back there? Um, Kenyon Barner, I think was Kenyon Barner, and he's. He's yelling to right. get away, but right. like, and you see the one guy; he immediately runs away. Right. He, they were doing what they were supposed to do. Right. It's just bad. Bounce. But then that play, bad bounce, and there's Freeman on the, right. the touchdown. Yep. I thought it was later in the game, but there it was to give Atlanta the lead. Yep. Um, in the in the second quarter, and that's when you're like, oh man, you know, the Eagles have played so bad and were still in the lead, and now they're they have another mistake. You know, and you you start thinking, well, how many mistakes can they can they make and still overcome it? When I texted you that the mistake here was by the Eagles, a veteran right. leader by Mal- Malcolm Jenkins, who we know and we tell our kids at Wilson West Middle right. School, if you're in the secondary, it is not your job to worry about the quarterback when he starts to roll out. Right. You must stay in either right. your zone or on your until guy. He crosses the line until he crosses the line. Right. Ryan was not across but the line. Jenkins this was huge. This play right here. Nope. Sorry. Well, this play right here sent the people I was watching the game with into a frenzy. Right. Because Foles missed wide open. Yeah, he did. Right. Wide open. <laughs> I, I don't know who that was. Like, backup tight end. I'm not sure. It wasn't Selleck, though. Um, I think it was Trey Burton. Okay. Who's a tight end they're probably not going to be able to bring back. They're probably only going to bring have Ertz of the tight ends that are. Yeah, Selleck's in on. the last year. I say of. Me. I think they have four on the, on the roster. I think they're only going to be able to keep the top one, essentially. Ertz is in the last year. Unless he takes a pay cut, they're probably not going to be able to bring him back. Who? Selick or? Selick. 
Okay, yeah. I thought you said Ertz. Sorry, sorry. Ertz, will be, like, Ertz, yeah, Ertz will be the one that's back. Yeah, Ertz will be the one that's back. Sorry. Yeah, some big plays. Fletcher, Fletcher Cox, Cox was a beast yes. last night. And this, I almost lost my mind. When they threw the flag, I'm like, again, the ball went 10 yards after it was deflected. Like, that's a simple thing. That's not a penalty. But I also, I knew it was reviewable. See, I, I was not, I didn't know that you could review right. that. Right, so I knew you that. could review that, so I wasn't that worried. Because I knew that it had to be blocked because of what happened. Right. Even though, man, that guy was about to, because that was one of the guys the ball hit. The guy actually, I think the ball hit like almost three eagles. This play. This was hilarious. Oh my gosh. And is a huge outcome on the game. Right. Because even, honestly, even if he knocks it down, then it's third and eight. Instead, it's first and ten at the fifty. I'm yeah. not really sure what he was doing when he tried to catch it. Like, I, what was that? I don't. Why do you? I think he was trying legs? to like basket catch well, it. Well, like, why? I, I don't. Like, because he's not a receiver. What, like, what is that? <laughs> what are you know. doing? Oh my gosh! But that was I a say huge heads an NFL play. player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should know better. Self awareness. Trust me. We're we're aware that we're not <laughs> NFL players. You don't have right. to tell us. But you know what I've never done? Dropped an interception in an NFL game. You know what I have gotten? An interception in a scholastic <laughs> game. So, there you experience. go. There you go. And that was a great catch. Get out of bounds with one second left. Yeah. You know? Hometown, hometown and then, cooking right there. Boom. We saw that Jake Elliott makes up for it. Just when I'm so angry, you come back and totally redeem yourself. Um, He, he ended up having a great game the rest of the way. So, um, And then the defense was really strong in the second half. Um shut Atlanta out in the second half, yeah. which is incredible. Yeah, for um, an offense that last the, year was putting up 30s easy. Right. So, in reality, all 10 points Atlanta got came off of turnovers. Now, the one, they drove the length of the field after the fumble on the right. opening drive. But, you know, they they scored 10 points off turnovers, and the defense shut them out in the second half, and it was needed. <laughs> yeah, let um, jump ahead a little cause, bit here. Yeah, because we'll jump ahead and... Get closer to the score right. where the Eagles take the lead so, for good. Yeah. I thought they were going to challenge this because Ertz – not Ertz. Yeah, yeah it Ertz. is. He looked like he bobbled it, and you know I don't know that he regained it and got both feet down, but I'll take it. And then, man. Corey Smith. Yeah, the guys who the people have down. said you know need to give more, they were talking Foles and Jeffrey weren't on, on the same page. Well, they had some big plays this game. Um Torrey Smith had some big plays this game. That's, again, when I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, because You're welcome. it looked like it was one guy to beat there, you know, for the first down. In reality, there's probably a second guy, but you're starting to wonder, man, you know, how many field goals can we get? Right. You know, I know they had a touchdown. It looks like field goals because of the missed extra point. But um, this one, this is the one I was talking about where Freeman just whiffs on the block. And Matt Ryan gets up and lets him know he whiffed on the block. Um and yeah. that's when I sent you. Maybe that's why Coleman's playing. Okay, yeah. See, and I, I missed during that this play, I screamed, "Not another screen pass! Go, go, go!" Because <laughs> <laughs> they had run a screen pass the the play right. before. Um, so perfect well, play, Coleman. S- screens and checkdowns can do a lot for you. And uh, when they you can. got a quarterback in this play, that's a little Stephen unsettled. was Nuski on this one. Watch State, him too. Penn he State. makes two. Well, they They're showed the Kelsey, Kelsey one, but here, there's one. Get out of the way. Yeah, and then there's Get the other the one. Yeah. He leveled two guys. So a bunch of Penn State things were sending that one out. Um, guy falls down. I'll take it. Um, <laughs> Ertz uses his face to get up. Hey, good. <laughs> That's what it's there for. Um, connection to Wilson. Yeah. Like that. Yes. 
Yeah, so um, because of the presence of Wisniewski and what Penn Stater is on the Vikings? I know both Hodges and Mowdy started there. They're both in New Orleans. Right. So um, I'm trying to think of what Penn Stater is up in, up in Minnesota. I feel like your dad's email is there a D lineman maybe? Maybe. I'm trying to think of. Of who's there, and well, we know that there's a Penn Stater on New England, not in the Penn State football player, right. but a Penn Stater, right. um, and Chris Hogan, who won the Super Bowl last year. And there's Penn Staters in Jacksonville, and there's Penn Staters in Jacksonville. Um, Allen Robinson on IR, but Paul Puzlesny, right? My favorite non-Dolphin NFL yeah. player. So. And there, the, to make it 15, which is big, to not be up by two. Um, and then here, this is the one, third and six. Um, they rule it a catch by Sanu. Oh, yeah, this um, is the one that I'm talking about. Right. So and, I was wrong. It was right. They ruled it a catch, but it should have been To me. Now, I know it's different because the goal line's not there, but that with the hand buckling and it being trapped on the back of the hand is similar in the sense of how Jesse James had the ball, in my opinion. I know there are people who are like, it's not the same thing. Well, I said but, Jesse James is non-touchdown catch. That should have been a touchdown. It was more what, of a catch. And I agree that with that was. because he had control and then kind of rolled over. Um, here, it was as he was coming to the ground. This is the one I'm like, single coverage on Julio Jones on fourth and six. Like, okay. All righty. Bold move. But uh, see how that worked out for you. Yeah. I don't necessarily see a Penn State one there. Yeah, I didn't see one either. There isn't one. There so we're go. not guaranteed it on the NFC side. Well, I guess go Eagles if we want to see it. Hey, there you go. <laughs> you can say it again. So anyway, here we go. Uh, minute 19 Jaguars, left. Eagles, I'd be good with that. See, Jaguars, Eagles, yeah. Lesney. And, and so people are complaining about the play calling here. I have no I'm problem. About the, oh, you mean this first one? So, well, for the series. So the first, first down, though, I don't have a problem with. No, I didn't have a problem Second with that. Second down. Like, I don't have a The shovel pass. Which people losing their minds are like, yeah, it's a bubble. No, it's no, it wasn't. not. It was nowhere close to a bubble. Right. But so second down, I have a problem. Third down, hitting Julio Jones on like the slant. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem with that either. Second down was the biggest problem I had. And then fourth down, I was a little confused as to why they limit themselves here because right. they that, weren't, the pressure wasn't an issue here. And this, while I want to be like, it's not a catch. That's not a catch. I know, but they rule it a catch. Oh, you're right. You're yeah. right. You're right. So, yeah, I know. Mm. I know. No, now, now I switch. No, I. I See, last night so I you roll you him out. I thought it was a catch. You roll him out and you limit yourself and right. That's the biggest problem. Not, single coverage. Not going to Julio Jones who's single cover, but like you said, why take away half the field? Because you know Matt Ryan's not throwing and back to the left. Right, and they're only on the two yard line, so it's not like the Eagles are going to have time to get pressure on. I know there was some talk Julio Jones wasn't exactly happy. He didn't say that's why, what it was. He said, I have to make the play. Um, well, but, I said it looked like he jumped too soon. Yeah. Well, because Matt Ryan does that. All That's the touchdown they scored last week was Matt Ryan standing, like falling away, throwing it instead of stepping into it and throwing it. I'm not sure and, he would have gotten down. And this is huge. It, yeah. And he, they get the guy to jump. So then it's first and five. And then Corey Clement. The rook undrafted free agent is in there um, and is – I think he gets the carry here then and is able to pick up the first down on the next one. Ice is in. Yeah, undrafted free agent. 
when you have LeGarrette Blunt and Jay Ajayi, you know, Jay Ajayi who's had some ball security issues, but then that ends it. And they're able to run it out. Yeah, I, can I... Am I able to... Oh, jeez. Oh, man. That's unfortunate. But anyway, so you can... You can look around. If you well, want I was to. trying. I was going to try and bring up the, uh, the, uh, the non-touchdown. Um, I want because people were trying to tell me that it was pass interference, and I wasn't buying it. No way. Here we go. Let's see if I yeah. can bring it up. But um, to those of you that thought the Eagles would only have one playoff game, to which I was reminded of, um, you know. It was just made, on, on this show last week. Yeah, it was just made very not clear. By me, not by no, me. No, it was just made very clear. Um, you know, or to put it a little more specifically, that the Eagles would win as many playoff games this year as Dallas did this mm-hmm. year. Um, now we just know that's not true. You know, and now the Eagles have two quarterbacks that are better than the Cowboys. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what they can say. So <laughs> that might get the focus in a little bit, or at uh, least some conversation yeah. tomorrow um, for you. So. For sure. yeah. So let's take a look at the Eagles Falcons. What essentially was the game here? I know the Eagles offense had to do a little bit, draw an offsides penalty, and then uh, pick up the first. But this was essentially the game, this play. And let's take a look at Julio Jones and Jalen Mills at the top of the screen. Yeah. Little bump incidental. Right. I, I don't. I don't like. If if Jones was throwing the ball while the bumping yep. happened. Yep. It gets called. But I, I like they get their feet tangled. Like I don't think Mills ever pushes it. They him. both like they, they bump Jones initiates Jones Jones initiates the contract contact and then keeps running and and Mills just keeps running with him. I think there would have been a better case for it if Ryan had thrown it when Oh, he, oh absolutely. If he had thrown it and and Julio Jones was going to the ground, they absolutely throw the flag. But I think Jones slipped. Like I don't. Yeah. I don't think Mills pushes no. him. Jones slips, right, right there. Right. And then Mills just rides him because his momentum is still carrying him right. that way. But the ball wasn't in the air. Right. I I I don't know. I don't think you and, make that and Jones call. initiated the con uh, the contact, and yeah, and the ball goes through his hands. The ball goes through his hands. Make and I don't. Catch. I'm not sure he's coming down in bounds. No, I don't. Either. I don't either. And. Listen, I like Julio Jones. I like him a lot. So he's got to make that play. Good thing I he's got to make the, the play that up the whole time. I did not have it up the whole time, oh. so that was good. <laughs> I just had I just had the empty uh, empty uh, ground here in the in the basement display uh, that we know. went and explained that entire uh, that entire routine there. That's um, all right. So final thoughts on Eagles over Falcons. Um, Eagles, what they need to do? It the score is an ugly game, and it was kind of ugly. I thought. From the second quarter on, the Eagles looked much better. Um, offense had was able to move. They need to be able to score touchdowns against the Vikings, which is even harder to do than it is score against the Falcons. Um, I don't know that they're going to be able to score enough against the, the Vikings to get the job done. And I think the Vikings present an interesting offensive challenge, too, because I think um, while they may not have the, the high-end skill like they don't have a Julio Jones, but they have Stefan Diggs and they've got Thielen and they've got you know they've got Treadwell. Right. They've got good players. McKinnon. But at and the same Murray, time, I feel Rudolph. like they play more physical, you know, much more physical than the Falcons are going to play. Um and that defense. I felt like right. I felt like Falcons got 
beat up yesterday, basically, by the Eagles, especially in the second half. Um, yeah, the defense better be ready to go offensive line because they're going to bring it. Um, if the Eagles are getting to the Super Bowl, they're going to earn it. I, I'm not really sold on it happening, but um, you know, Vikings look really good today. I know they let the Saints back in it, and that's kind of what it has to come down to. And I've said to you, like, I don't know what I want. Like, I fear the Vikings' defense much more than I feared the Saints' defense. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you're asking me, who do I want to have to beat to go to the Super Bowl, Drew Brees or Case Keenum? I'm going to pick Case Keenum right. every well, time. That's why Even watching him throw the wing pass today, because that was a defensive. The, the Saints gave them that game. Saints gave them the game. Um, and they just, yeah, man. I still, while I think the Vikings are the better team, I'd rather play the Vikings than, than the Saints, because I think the Saints are a really bad matchup for the Eagles. Yeah, well, see, I actually had said the opposite to you. I said, I think you want to play the Saints just because I think the Eagles can score on the Saints, and I'm not true. sure no, it's the true. Eagles can score on the Vikings. No, I don't know that they can either, but I just, I, I don't know that the Eagles could stop Drew Brees. Like, I, I think Drew Brees eats the Eagles alive. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. The Saints really weren't able to run the ball at all, like, the last two month and a half of the season. Um they're only averaging 80 yards rushing a game like the last five games. So, um, and, only, and, and, and only 40 yards last week. So, yeah. Anyway, kind of interesting. But I think, um, you know, the Eagles are going to have to play, play it up. I said th- I sent this to you. So, like, it gets old, you know, teams playing the underdog thing. Yeah, but it's a lot of fun when it's your team that's getting to do it. <laughs> so, um, I am going to do the us against the world thing. And I – you know, hey, no one oh, – on NFL Network this morning, they said the Eagles winning that game last night was a fluke. They have no chance against the Saints or, or the Vikings. Or the Vikings. Yeah. Now, the NFL Network didn't say that, but an Adam Network said that this morning. Well, good. I hope – you know, I had heard that the Vikings will open like four-and-a-half-point favorites. Good. And you know what? Great. Let it let it happen. Let everyone think they can't win. Um, I told you the Eagles had gotten – we said this on the show last week – where the Eagles had gotten to, that was that was the success mark for me. So they had already reached the successful season mark. They're above and beyond that now. Everything else is extra to me. Um, yeah, during the game, I'm going to want them to win, and I'll be disappointed if they would. They, they overachieved when we reset the goals, when the MVP got his knee busted. Yeah. So we'll talk a little bit about the NFC matchup here, but we want to roll through the other three games first. And quickly, Titans at Patriots. This one did go as expected. Um, Patriots started a little sluggish, and Titans were able to capitalize, and they got on the board first. But after that, it was all New England. The Patriots scored 21 second-quarter points to take a commanding lead. They went on to win 35-14. to And, uh, you know, it was as expected. I I don't really know. Like I know it was there's never word, in doubt. It was. I know there's word that Mariota got dinged up, um, and that's why the game plan changed, um, and why they didn't have him try to be more mobile and running and everything. But, um, yeah, I Patriots look. They were just running through the offensive line of the Titans. Like I don't, they just looked overmatched. Right. Like, and and it, it's interesting because some people were saying like how it was ridiculous that Mike Malarkey was like kind of strung along, you know, at the end of the season and, 
And I agree. The way it was handled was awful. But somebody's like, honestly, do you think the Titans are headed in the right direction with him as the head coach? And it's hard to say that's the case either. And they said, if you can't make that case, if you can't say, not that the coach has you where you need to be, but that the team is heading in the right direction with that head coach. I don't know. I, I don't like, what do they, they have, they have Mariota, Henry, Corey Davis, Richard Matthews. The offensive line has some issues. They can address it in free agency in the draft. Right. There's parts of the defense, you know, that, that need to be fixed. But I, I mean, I, if you get rid of him, who do you bring in? Like now, you start over with new schemes. I'll new tell you who I bring in with this. With this is Chip Kelly. Right. <laughs> Can you imagine if he left UCLA before he ever coached? Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh, that would be the most Chip Kelly thing ever, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be? Well, I mean, it'd be a whole Bobby Petrino thing. Yeah. But... Um, I make a run at Josh McDaniels. Is who I make a run at if Thanks. I'm the Titans. Now I say that, like, I don't know. I just They lost to the Patriots. Maybe we're just oh, you know. They lost to the better team. The better right. team won. It's just it wasn't competitive. Corey after Davis's the first, first career touchdown. And that was a heck was of a catch. A heck of a catch. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I, I feel yeah, I think a lot of people are overreacting. No one expected them to win. They they gave it their best because you're going up against a juggernaut. I, yeah. I, no one expected them to win, so we shouldn't be surprised, and I don't really understand. They were underdogs last week and won. You know, like, right. You they win probably a shouldn't game. have even been there. Right. You win a playoff game. I don't understand how you can lose your job, but at the same time, and they said he's safe now, but it's just interesting that, you know, do you view the Titans so much different from halftime of last week to the end of the game this week that you're like, oh, his job's safe now? You know what I mean? Like, that, and, and I think that was kind of the point of the thing was like, Literally a half of football changed the but, season. But to me, like they're moving, they were, were moving in the right direction, though. Like I agree, I, I understand. Like, I just Malarkey's only second year, right? This isn't I one think of his so. second years. I it? think so. You're right because it wasn't at Munchak or somebody was there. I, I can't remember now all the coaching carousel. Yeah, I know it's it's all crazy. This was hilarious. I was, I was like, you were down, dude. Too, oh man, that would have been great if the Titans would have ripped him as he was going into the end zone. I love when the refs stand around like none of them know what's going on. <laughs> right? He was clearly down. His entire backside hits the ground. You tell me he didn't feel that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I just, I don't know. I, I want to find out how long Malarkey has been the head coach because I'm pretty yeah. sure it was only his second year. But anyway... So you see the Titans are up seven nothing, and then the Patriots happen. Then yeah, then the Patriots happen. So, I mean, there's a lot of talk about how good the Jags' defense is. The Jags' defense did not look good today. No, um, safeties were exposed. Um, the two Antonio Brown touchdowns, honestly, <laughs> I don't. They couldn't have been defended much better. They just were amazing catches. Um, but they gave him 42 points. <laughs> so All right, He took uh, over as interim coach in 2015. Right. Who was and the he, coach before? He guided them to um, back-to-back uh, nine and seven seasons, but made it to the playoffs this year. Right. Um, Ken Wisenhunt was fired on November 3rd after going one and six, and he was replaced by Malarkey who eventually got the job. So this is his second full season 
So okay. two and a partial, um, two and a partial years from Malarkey. So obviously next year is a make it or break it year. Oh, and you yeah. could even say the first six weeks or whenever their buy is. Absolutely. You know, if they're not living and it, up and it to... it becomes a lot harder now because um, as you just look at it, all right, so the Jags are in the AFC Championship and Houston is bringing back the guy who yeah. probably would have been Rookie of the Year, you know, had he been able to stay healthy. And Scratch that. Would have been rookie of the year had he been able to stay healthy. Yeah, because um, no way Kamara beats him. No, you're, yeah, you're quarterback's quarterback, always going to win it, and and he shouldn't have. Like with the numbers he was putting up. Um, uh, did we miss the um the ridiculous call on Decker? Um, did we miss that already? I don't know. Did you see that last night? I I was reading it was about absurd. It. I didn't see it. Just one of there were there I believe. Oh, here we go. Here we go. This is my favorite. Oh, when they called, this off, is, they called, they called off sides. a false start. No, they called a oh, false yes. start on the Patriots. They announced the penalty. They then decide to change it to be an encroachment on the Titans. And Tony Romo, who was broadcasting the game, says there's no way the center should be able to do what he did right. to get the Titans guy to move, which then caused the other Patriots guy to move. And I just couldn't understand how you can throw a flag, announce the penalty, and then change it. Right. Once you announce it, shouldn't that be the penalty that that I, I who who gets the, who makes that final New decision York there? in their ear? Well, they were wrong anyways. That 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 one and that happened, I believe, after the Decker call, which is absolutely absurd. Decker had converted on third down, and they called him for pass interference, and they showed the replay, and nothing had happened. Oh, I heard that on the radio. Or not pass interference. Maybe they called. I guess they would have had to call yeah. as a pass interference, but it was absurd. And that, and I mean, that was, that was it. Like as soon as, as soon as they got that, they were forced to punt when it was 14 to seven. Right. And then they got the ball over again. Cause they say that the uh, Titans guy moved, which he did, but because he was be- drawn because by the, the center, because right. the center was all herky jerky about it. And, um, I, and I was like, that's it. Like I watched the rest of the first half and I was like, Patriots, no way the Patriots were losing this game. Yeah. I turned it off. So then. it was, it was pointless to watch, um, you know, I think that's about that's about all I can handle talking about talking about that. <laughs> well, that's all really. I, I, this yeah, I just, so uh, Patriots are gonna be heavy favorites at home again. It's just the same old, same old thing. So. Playing is the Jaguars, not the Steelers. Wow. That we have fully expected, and uh, you know Jacksonville could score to save much more than their season like against Buffalo, and their offense looked terrible while the defense looked great. Now the, this their week, only offense last week was. Fumbling, shotgun snaps, and then running light. <laughs> and this week, their defense couldn't stop the Steelers. And the offense was able to put together 40, well, technically 38. Because right. the defense did get a touchdown. Yeah. But when they needed it the most, the defense couldn't do it, but the offense could. Which is it's yeah. crazy to think about. Because yeah. every time the Steelers got close, Jacksonville responded. Yeah, which is the crazy. That's the crazy part. Yeah. That's the crazy part. Um. Yeah, I did not see this coming. I don't think a lot of people saw this coming. And if you did see the Jaguars winning, I doubt you saw it 45-42 unless you're right. Clayus Campbell. So. Right, yeah. It's crazy to me that in post-game after the Bills, the victory over the Bills last week, he mentioned 45-42. It's just yeah, <laughs> it's absurd. But, I mean, Ben, 37-58, of 58, 469 yards, five touchdowns. The offense was getting it done, especially in the second half. The offense broke oh, broke franchise records in this game. Antonio Brown had two touchdowns. Le'Veon Bell didn't get the 100-yard rushing, but he had the he had a touchdown. Right. Um, 
you can't you can't ask for much more. But both defenses let their teams down in this one. Um, other than the Jacksonville D getting that but score, I don't know if I sent this to you or not. But man, watching the third quarter, you're like, oh man, the Steelers. Are, it felt like the Steelers were in control of the yeah, game. It did. And they were still down seven at the end of that quarter. And I, I don't know if I sent this to you. I know I sent it to some people. Yeah, it was 28-21 it at the end of like the third. It felt like that quarter was a lot more than 7 nothing Steelers. Yeah, and the fact that, the, that it wasn't was kind of like, I don't know how this is going to go. But, like, you know, I've said it a million times and I'll stick by it even though it didn't hold true today. We've seen this movie. We've seen this movie how many times the Steelers win this game. And that's what I was saying to my wife last night. When she's like, "How? Why are you convinced the Eagles are going to lose this game when it's first and goal from the eight, and the Falcons, you know, have a minute nineteen and two timeouts and all that stuff?" And I'm like, "Because it's the Eagles, and the Eagles lose games like this." I'm like, "You root for the Steelers, and the Steelers win games like this, and the Eagles lose games like this. It's just what they do." Sorry, Kerry Collins is talking to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Second guy was just tagged in the tweet, but I like to pretend that you know that right, that was right. talking. Kerry said, "Wow, I thought I'd seen it all about Saints Vikings, and then uh, a um, I am assuming either a tornado or Bulldogs fan said, sort of reminds me of McCaskey Wilson circa 1989. Yes, um, which is if you haven't ever seen that 1989 Wilson McCaskey game at McCaskey on a Saturday morning, um, yeah, it's a uh, it's one that allowed Wilson to have a perfect regular season that year with Kerry Collins at quarterback, and they went on to." make the state championship and they lost to upper St. Clair at, at Hershey in December in a bitterly cold night. And my dad tells me every time we talk about high school playoffs and, and Hershey and the state title game that he's never been colder than when he was at the Wilson upper St. Clair game, uh, for the, uh, the state title in 1989. Um, but yeah, so I still can't get the highlights of Jaguar Steelers to load. But the fourth quarter sure features Steel, 38 I'm pretty sure, total pretty points. sure Pittsburgh has hacked the system and just removed them from the internet. Right. Deleted from history. It has not happened. It didn't happen. Right. So we, we will completely but, ignore it. Yeah. Like, I don't – I did not see Jacksonville winning a shootout. That was not how I saw this go. No, no. Uh, especially when your quarterback you – know, I don't know. Now, of course, I'm not going to be able to pull it up. But, I mean, Bortles didn't have an amazing game. Not no. like what Ben did. You pull up the start of the Vikings-Saints game, and you know Joe Buck and – um. Troy Aikman had weren't watching the end of the game. They're just, they're just seeing like the the end and the scores and stuff. And they're like, and they're like, Blake Bortles had a fantastic game. Well, fourteen of twenty six for two hundred fourteen yards and a touchdown. Two hundred fourteen yeah, yards and a right. touchdown. Right. Now, what he did get done was he managed the game. You right. know, he was but the listen, guy. He threw. He had fourteen completions for two hundred fourteen yards and one touchdown in a game where his team scored forty five points. Right. Fournette had over 100 yards and three touchdowns. He's yeah. the first, he has the most touchdowns in one season against the Sealers in history. Does he had six. He had five. Okay, three and two. he had two the first three time. Three and two. Yeah. Right, and that's only because they they let Yeldon get one. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, four rushing touchdowns. The Yeldon, his passing numbers, touchdown. He was surprisingly effective today. That was huge to have him instead of Chris Ivory. Today. The the Bortles touchdown to I think this was to make it 42-28. The one where it was play action yeah. to Bohannon. Yes. That was beautiful. Yes. What a play call. Now, I can't remember the offensive coordinator's name. I know, but there was a lot of talk about that play call. That was that was beautifully executed. I, I, when I saw it happen live, I was just like, wow. I, I like Hats off. That was perfect. I, I it's funny that a better play. the one passing touchdown goes to a fullback. <laughs> right, right. 
But it was a beautifully executed play action based on plays that they actually run. Lots of teams run play action based on plays they don't run the ball. Right. You know what I mean? And not as much it should not as much in the, in the NFL. You know what I mean? But like you know, lots of teams do that. They're like, oh, they're running they're you know, they'll run a play action out of a formation they never run out of. Um but this was a play they ran a lot and yeah, it was it was good. Um you know it is what it is. I'm yeah. not gonna try and take too much enjoyment out of this victory. No, but, not at all. Um, um because it is it was not pretty watching this game. So the the cool thing is, despite the Steelers losing, with the Jaguars moving on, we get to see Chad continue to play. Heck yeah. He's now now in uh, the AFC championship game up in New England. I know the Hennies were in Pittsburgh for the game today. So, you know, he, he had uh, he had some moments on the television I texted you. It was yeah. like Chad sighting. So we got yeah. to see him. So that's awesome. Uh, hopefully uh, we can see them move on. And I know people are already talking about how the two played in the AFC Championship back in, I think it was in January 97, but it was following the 96 season. And it was Jacksonville's, I believe, just second t- time in the NFL, right? Because they, didn't they join in 95? Yeah, because Kerry Collins yes. was the expansion yes. quarterback for the Panthers. and. Carolina Jacksonville joined the same year, I think. Now it's starting to run all this meaningless statistics in my head, and all <laughs> these years are just starting to uh, run together that I'm second-guessing myself. But I believe Jacksonville, Carolina entered the NFL in 95 uh, with the, the Panthers taking Kerry Collins, um, the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, in just one of their first years in the league, makes it the AFC Championship game. Um, the Panthers were in the NFC title game. Now, now I'm really starting to second guess myself because they lost to the Cowboys and the Packers played the Patriots in that Super Bowl. So I don't think these are the same years that I'm thinking of. I think Jacksonville it took them a couple. They were good, but it took them a couple years. Did, did Jacksonville enter the league before Carolina? No, no. It w- they were the same year. They were, they were the same. Yeah, year? they were the same year. Okay. Um, but I don't know the exact years either. But yeah, well, these stats aren't loading, and we're running late on time. So yeah. Um, yeah, Jacksonville beats the Steelers 45-42. Um, surprised. Because I want to see the Patriots lose, I wanted the Steelers to win desperately. And, right. You know, when, like, it, I was kind of rooting for whoever I think has the best right. chance. Now, I say that. I wasn't, I wasn't, to be clear, I was not rooting for the Steelers, but I wasn't rooting against the Steelers. I picked the Steelers to win. Um, there's a contest I entered. Where I had like I, you enter in September and you pick the Super Bowl winner and I pick the Steelers to win the Super Bowl. So like, you know, I it's not like I had a big stake on it, but like right. you know, I I thought the Steelers were going to win and I you know it is that's fine whatever. Um, but I don't really take you know it. I'm not hurt when the Steelers lose, even if it's who I had picked. Like that's just the way it is. And, yeah, with with the. Uh, Familial relationship. I feel bad for my and, wife. And, and that's basically what it comes have, down to. She um, will say I don't, but that's not true. I feel bad for her. I do not feel bad for the Steelers. I feel bad for her. Obviously, we wanted the Steelers to win, and especially because we thought that they could beat the Patriots. And my, Absolutely. I'm Absolutely. also I'm not disappointed the Jaguars won because it's the Jaguars. Like, why would I be upset about the Jaguars right, winning? Right. And also, like, Chad plays and for Chad them, on that and team. Paul right. Leslie pays for them, and and Allen Robinson when he's healthy, you know. Right. And I'm sure there's a couple other guys. So, there. so if the Jags win, we're putting in for Super Bowl c- credentials, right, to go to Media Day. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. I'm know? sure that I'm sure we can get that granted, and I'm sure someone would pay for us to to go to Minnesota in February. Yeah, you know what? Never mind. You know what? As cool as that would be, Minnesota February, we're cool. Uh, 
We'll just maybe do a phone interview. I yeah, don't know. I think something like that. All <laughs> right, so let's take a look at the early part of the Saints-Vikings game. Justin's going to walk through some of this stuff because um, I forgot I had a I had something I wanted to do here before. Uh, oh, wonderful. Yeah, so nice. here we go. All right, so game starts out, and it is all Minnesota. It is all Minnesota. They, um, you know, all that they're really able to do um, – you know, they, they were going to stop on the Saints got the ball first. They were going three and out, and the march right down the field and scored a touchdown. And then I stopped the Saints again. Um, and the first quarter, Breeze gets the ball and he's it long. And everybody said, that's a throw five years ago he missed, but this year is five yards short. And um, it, you kind of see the difference. And so it gets picked. And essentially, you get early into the second quarter, and it's going to be 17 nothing Vikings. So obviously, I kind of jumped ahead a little bit here, but. Vikings were just like taking care of business. They were doing whatever they wanted to. Yeah, they controlled. The all first of a sudden, half. you're just like, is this going to be the second game from yesterday where like I turn it off, like because it's just not going to be entertaining, you know? And you kept thinking, oh well, the Saints will. You know, the Saints have Drew Brees. Like they've got a shot at this. They've got Drew Brees. They've got a shot at this. But every time that would happen, like the Saints would just shut them. They would shoot themselves in the foot, or the Vikings would shut them down. Right. Um, you know, and then because you get here, and then pass gets tipped and picked. You know, and you're just like, oh well, and it's a big man to grab the back of your neck, <laughs> right? Um, like he wasn't Griffin even looking. Anthony like, Barr. Just, um, yeah, we're just gonna then, keep right. moving along here. So you Ooh. get, yeah, <laughs> you get here before half, and, and he misses, misses the kick. That wasn't even it wasn't even close. No, either. and so you're like, did, oh well. Did you see the Saints punter? Yes, broke his rib. I Did think. he? I was going to say, yeah. I think he broke some ribs, yeah. but I didn't know if that was ever confirmed or anything. I guess he said to the reporter something like that. Like, it only hurts when I punt. And somebody's like, and now he's got the title of his of his memoir when he writes it. <laughs> it only hurts when I punt. Right. <laughs> uh, Michael Thomas the, has the greatest first two years of any receiver ever. Um, it's crazy to think about because you don't really hear anyone talk about him. Right. I think that's because he, he plays in New Orleans. He went to Ohio State. So he plays in New Orleans. No for Drew Brees, him. and the team didn't make the playoffs last year. You know, but like, um, I think with playoff receptions, I think he's over 200 receptions and like over – 1,200 yards each season. Like, it's crazy. Like, crazy numbers. He had two touchdowns today. Um, yeah. And next thing you know, it's 17-14. Right. In the fourth quarter. You right. Know, early fourth quarter. So, there's plenty of time left. Right. Because they get a touchdown, and then they got a pick, um, and then they got another touchdown. Um, and then uh, Case Keenum makes some – he makes some Beautiful ridiculous throw. throws. Jarius Wright. This was a catch. It was a good call. They reviewed it. Um, so, the Saints challenged this right away. Because it looks like he's going to bobble it, but he gets nope, his hand under it. He's good. That's a catch. Right. And then there's a shot down the sideline. We're going to jump in. You can see. Oh, here they block the punt. Boom. And this um, is where I'm like, oh, so, boy. Right. So, number 90 coming up the middle, obviously, Lyman. Number seven coming off you the see side. Who's celebrating? Yeah. You know who that is? Michael Mowdy. No. Oh, I'm number, talking about oh, was sorry. jumping with him. Oh, sorry. Number seven it's is Hill. Taysom Hill, yeah. BYU quarterback. quarterback. Right. Yes. I believe a few weeks ago he had a tackle on he special did. teams. Um, right yeah. there. He comes off the edge, but right. 90 of now, the middle right. gets a piece of it. We saw Michael Mowdy and Gerald Hodges were and celebrating. Kamara Whammy. Yeah. Over the linebacker, That's Kendricks. A running back. Can't believe it. Three minutes to play, and the Saints are about to go up right. 21 to 20. And now you're thinking, wow. Right. We saw it happen last week between Titans Chiefs. Now we're seeing it between Vikings Saints. Right. And with Drew Brees leading the way, it, you know, it's not a, as big a surprise. Right, right, exactly. 
But, you know, to put up 20 second half points on this defense, you know, it's just it's a little surprising. Or 21 yeah. second half points, sorry. But Case Keenum and the Vikings come right back. Yep. They drive down the field. Great catch by Thielen and with the penalty, too. Yeah. That's unbelievable. <laughs> and um, everybody talks about, and it's crazy when you're cheating and you still can't let him catch the ball. Like, <laughs> yeah, what a play. Wow, what a play. What a throw. See, those are the plays that I hope they don't connect on next week. <laughs> and um, then a 53-yard field goal attempt. Everyone was so disgusted from a few years ago um, with the uh, the kicker who should not be named in Minnesota. Um, you know, losing the game to Seattle. I mean, obviously other things came into play, but um, a pretty right. easy kick was missed. Um, not so this time. Vikings take the lead, but under a minute to go, and you start to see... Oh, well, Drew Brees is doing Drew Brees things and leading the Saints down the field. Willie Sneed, who who overthrew a trick play past the Kamara earlier in the game. Oh, my gosh. Kamara was wide open, and he just threw it on a line instead of throwing it with some air under it, let Kamara run under it. But, yeah, the Saints drive down, 29 seconds. A 43-yard field goal field in the goal. middle. This should be automatic, and it is right down the middle by Lutz. So, the Saints go up 24-23, and I know we had the spoiler early where we started the show with what happened here, this but let's absurd. watch it again. How 10 seconds happen? left, last play of the game, Keenum from his 30 connects with Diggs at the New Orleans 35, Saints rookie safety, was that Marcus Williams? Yeah. If he just lowers holds his him, head, he's not he even doesn't looking. have to tackle him. You don't even want to tackle him. Just hold him. Let him make the catch. Hold him. Inbounds, fall to the ground, and it's game over. Man, just disbelief. Right. Did I just see that? Like, yeah. did that just happen? Amazing. That's a tough way to lose. Oh, that's it's a tough a, way for your season to end. Yeah. But, hey, that's Saints. why they play the yeah. entire game. We, we've been waiting all year, but the Saints defense, pull the Saints defense yeah, right well, there. Well, look, he just lowered he actually, I don't. He doesn't touch him, I don't think. Why didn't he? Like, why are you not rapping? I don't like situational awareness. That's all it is. Like a, you wanted a big hit there. I, I just. I, I think don't he's trying understand. to just not let him catch the ball. When in reality, who cares if he catches the ball? But like, actually, if he catches the ball and you tackle him in bounds, it's better. The game is over. They're not going to get another playoff. But, but he like, had his head down. He just. But like what you say, where where was all the other help? Were they not in? Well, there was another. There were man. No, they were man to man. I guess they were afraid of them getting a play. Running up, spiking it, and kicking the field goal. But you know what? And then it gets reviewed forever, and they had to get Saints out. Look, the punter is one of the guys that had to come out because you have to kick the extra point. Even though it's a five-point game and nothing can happen. And they just take a knee. Yeah. And this is where my buddy was, we'll just leave it at, very happy that they took a knee and did not kick the extra point. On a separate, completely unrelated note, it has nothing to do with anything. Many people had to spread five and a half points. Yes, yes, they did. So, so yeah. yeah, wow. I speechless. I, I, not sure what to say. Yeah. Um. The reason I went off screen for a little bit is I forgot I had a, an outfit to wear tonight. Oh man. Um. But you know, and I do want to put this on the record that it's I am not celebrating the Jaguars' victory today. I'm celebrating the hope for a Jaguars victory next week. You're just starting early. I'm just, starting I'm early just next getting week. ready. I'm just, uh, I'm just hopeful. Um, let's see if I can find 
Yeah, there it is. <laughs> that was pretty easy. Uh, I'm not sure if there's sound on it or not, or not but we don't really need the sound anyway. No, we probably, so we, we probably, probably yeah. more sense because I'm not sure exactly what's going to happen during the reaction. So here is the Wilson equivalent of what just happened in the Saints-Vikings game. And um, maybe we can go full screen here. And then we'll bring it up for you. Uh, this is um, October 89, Wilson McCaskey at McCaskey. And uh, we're going to get to see a couple minutes of the plays, but the, the, the biggest one is happening here at the end. Here I'll go ahead a little bit so we have to see all this uh, all this good stuff here. But, you know, we could, the scoreboard would be nice, though. So there's a minute and 12 left, 13 to 7, 4th and 15 to play. So it's not as the game ends. Uh, look at those uniforms, man. We've got some of those at West still. <laughs> I'm not joking either. That's and the sad that thing. That high school size on. Right, yeah, on a, on a 7th and 8th graders. We, I mean, seriously, we have those red pants with the white stripes. We got the uh, white, old white jerseys with the uh, bulldogs written across the back. And there is uh, Kerry Collins getting ready to uh, take the snap on fourth and 15. Drops back. Blit. And who's got Whoop. it? Oh, there he goes. I believe it's Todd Radburn in the tight end all the way for the score. Yeah. Unreal. <laughs> Unreal. And like I said, Wilson went undefeated regular season um, and won the Lancaster Lebanon League Section 1 title. And that game was a big part of it. McCaskey was a powerhouse in the late 80s and yeah. 90s. Um, McCaskey would actually beat Wilson in the regular season in 1990, uh, but would lose to Wilson in the playoffs, I believe, um, later that year. So Wilson got him when it mattered. I think I think that's how it played out. I know Wilson didn't beat him in the regular season because it's one of the only years, actually, only I think that Wilson didn't win the league but actually won won districts. <laughs> so, yeah, a lot of a little fun thing while we were uh, while we were talking about some miracle football finishes. So, all right, real quick, um, what's your thoughts of on Vikings Eagles next Sunday? I mean, as much as I'd love to see the Eagles keep it going. I just don't know that they have enough to beat the Vikings, um, especially if they don't have it going early. Uh, the Vikings, if they get off to a hot start like they did today, uh, the Eagles don't have Drew Brees back there, you know, and that's not a knock on Nick Foles. It's just, it's you're, just facts. You're not one of the greatest quarterbacks, you know, um, and I mean that as in like Drew Brees is one of the greatest quarterbacks. Like he, he's an all time great. Um, so when you look at that, I just, the Eagles need to be able to run the ball. This this is so cliche. They need to be able to run the ball, and they need to keep the Vikings from being able to run the ball. Like because make Case Keenum beat you. I know he's beat a ton of teams this year, and he just beat the Saints. But you know what? You gotta make him beat you. Because if Case Keenum beats you, you know it. So be it. And you know what? And then the Vikings are the first team to play it, the home playoffs. And you know what? If if the Vikings beat the Eagles, then skull Vikings for the Super Bowl, right? But obviously, I don't hope that happens. I hope the Eagles are going to uh, get that. I say that. That's on the assumption in the AFC that the Patriots get the job done. I don't see, watching the game today, the Jaguars-Steelers, I don't see how either of those teams would beat the Patriots right now. Um, they were, both teams look so flawed to me. Now, that's... Look at the Jaguars last week to this week. You can see how much can change in a week. So 
Who knows what that will be, but I just don't know how the Jaguars, even if they can slow down Tom Brady and the Patriots offense, you tell me Bill Belichick's not going to be ready for Blake Bortles and the Jaguars offense. Yep, Vikings three-point favorites at the Eagles. And Patriots nine-point nine favorites in the AFC Championship game. Nine points in the AFC Championship game. Yeah. And Crazy. a higher over-under in that game, which tells you people probably think it's going to be an absolute blowout. So, um, I would I would have to agree with it right now, though. Like, I, it, my heart tells me, you know, go with the Eagles, go with the Eagles. And obviously, that's what I want to happen. But, like, after watching the Vikings, you know, yeah, I think. So, are you, are you calling Patriots-Vikings Super Bowl? Yep. That's what I think it's going to be. All right. I'm going Jaguars-Eagles. Oh my gosh! Jaguars Eagles Super Bowl. Oh my gosh, that would be a, that would be so just because at that this point, why not? So like, why not? That would be so amazing. Why can't but, us? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Why can't us? Nearly ten years later. That's right. Now, no one knows what the us I'm referring to is. I do, <laughs> but you know, honestly, I'll be happy if three out of these four teams win the Super Bowl. I just, I no way, I'm I'm not rooting what. Knowing what I know, I'm not rooting for the Patriots because if the Jaguars win, that's great. I'm probably rooting for the Jaguars. If the Jaguars make the Super Bowl, I'm rooting for the no, Jaguars. No, I know that. Absolutely. Um, now, the Patriots make the Super Bowl, I'm rooting for the NFC team. <laughs> right. Like, there's no debate there. So, you know, I, I'd love for it to be Jaguars-Eagles, although I would hate to be rooting against the Eagles. But with with Chad and Paul on that team, man, it you say tough. that you would love rooting against the Eagles in the Super Bowl. I did yeah. that once already because I rooted for the Patriots when they played them. I will never forget. <laughs> played them before, but man, how things look! What change. you've done, look what how, you've done. How things you change. did this? Yeah, it's all my fault. So, yeah, um, no. I think that's it, though. And yep. Unfortunately, we won't be here to talk about it next week because, um, well, it's Natalie's birthday weekend yeah. next weekend, so. We're not going to be having a show. Um, we will be together during the Jaguars-Patriots game. We'll be hanging out, a whole bunch of us, um, at a five-year-old's birthday party. So, good That's times. That's our life now. Then when That's that is, is over, we can come home and watch the uh, Vikings-Eagles game. There we go. And then we'll be back the next weekend, Sunday the 28th, so two weeks from now. That will be, we're going to do our conference championship recap then with the Super Bowl pre, excuse me, two weeks from now, January 28th. So that's when you were here from us again, again, two weeks from now. So you can get more from us at jmnjrradio.com. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, like our page on Facebook. Since we do all our live video there, you'll want to uh, make sure you like there. And like Justin always says, like and share, get right. the word out, help us in any way you can. We appreciate the support we get. Um, any shout outs, anything to mention? Happy birthday to my dad. Yep, a little belated um, for him. and. Um, I'll say it since we won't be on the air. I'll say a happy fifth birthday to Natalie yeah. um, in just a, over a week. And uh, I think that's about it. So um, this wraps up the 251st episode of the Joe Mays and J-Rap show. Uh, thank you for joining us. <laughs> Come on. You can do it. You can do you it. Can, you can join <laughs> us every Sunday for our take on sports. Until next time, I'm J-Rap. And I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for watching. Nailed Thanks it. for listening to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. Tune in every Sunday for the latest sports discussions from Joe and Justin. Each episode is available live on Facebook Live and can be downloaded or streamed on iTunes and SoundCloud. 
You can interact with Joe and Justin on Facebook and Twitter. And stay up to date with the guys at JoeMaysAndJRAF.com. The Joe Mays and JRAF Show is part of the JMNJR Radio Network. For more info, visit JMNJRRadio.com.